Hey there, and welcome to Fan Theory Queries, where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. You got it. That's right. And um, I'm Laura. Hey, I'm Blythe. And um, I'm Spencer. Okay, so you're bringing our theory today. These are two people we've talked about before with yeah. some other theories. So this is quite the quite the marriage we're creating here mm -hmm. with this theory. Absolutely. I have to say, um, I'm very excited about this theory. I have been excited about this theory for a very long time, and I could not wait to <laughs> share it, especially with you, Laura, I think we're going to have a great yes. discussion. I know you have yes. mentioned, I mean, everyone that listens to this should now know that you are a huge Mary Poppins fan. You've talked about kind of your history with that. Mm -hmm. And then, as you all know, we are all Harry Potter fans. Um, Spencer. Of varying degrees. Yes, varying so. degrees. I was going to say, Spencer, maybe not quite yeah. as much as the rest of us, but. Um, I, mean, I, w I, I don't know if I would go so far to call me a fan, but I okay. appreciate uh, the impact the subject has had mm -hmm. on our culture. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so so diplomatic. It. Love it. <laughs> well, I am also a massive Mary Poppins fan from my childhood. I had the VHS of the original mm -hmm. Mary Poppins that I would sit there and play and watch and sing along with and then hit the rewind button for you kids out there that don't know what that is and <laughs> rewind the uh, VHS tape and hit play and immediately start watching it again. And I would just do that on repeat until my mom finally said, um, okay, Blythe, that's enough Mary Poppins for today. Mm -hmm. So let's wait until tomorrow to watch it again, please, because she had been listening to it for hours that day. <laughs> um, and I also... For my 21st birthday, my mom surprised me with tickets to see the Broadway play that they had at Fair Park in Dallas because it was showing nice. there then. And I cried mm. when she <laughs> showed me the tickets because I was so excited because I just Aww. love it. It's such a huge part of my childhood and I just adore Julie Andrews. She is a queen um, and I lo love everything mm. she touches. So... I'm very what about excited Emily Blunt? about this. Okay, I adore her as well. I <laughs> I I appreciate or the you can sequel. Just get to the theory. <laughs> yes, just very briefly, I appreciate the sequel. I did watch it. Um, I I have not watched it more than once. It was fun, but it it just there's nothing like the original. I I think they did a great job of making a good movie for little kids to watch. But it's just, there's just nothing like the original for me and can't beat that. Hmm. So true. So, all right. Well, that brings us well, to our theory it. for today. Um, so, are y'all ready for this one? I am. I am so ready. Okay. So, this is Mary Poppins 1964 and Harry Potter, brought to us by Danny DeVito Love. They say... I have seen a common theory floating around that Mary Poppins, Julie Andrews' Mary Poppins in 1964, is a witch who attended Hogwarts. This seemed like a really cool idea to me, but I was always wondering why was she a nanny if she was a super powerful witch? I do believe that she is a super powerful witch on par with Voldemort and Dumbledore, 
because she has the power of flight, which could be due to her umbrella. Talks to Dog Andrew. I don't know if he could be an animagus or something. And she doesn't visibly use a wand, so her nonverbal skills are impressive. I think that her umbrella, with the talking parrot, is her wand disguised as a muggle umbrella, much like Hagrid's. Although hers is likely not broken but disguised because she spends a lot of time in the non-magical world. Now, why does she spend so much time with muggles? I believe, although I don't have much evidence to back it up, that she works at Hogwarts and her job is to help transition muggle-born wizards to the wizarding world. Specifically, she is sent to families of young witches and wizards who have parents that would likely not accept or believe in magic and would not let their children go to Hogwarts. I can't remember if we ever found out in the books how muggle-born wizards are told they are magic and how to get to Diagon Alley and Platform 9 and 3 quarters, but I don't think a letter would convince a parent like Mr. Banks to send their kids off to magic school. And yes, I do think that both Jane and Michael have the magical gene. It is genetic, so it is common to show up in siblings, and throughout the movie, they perform magic that is uncontrollably and largely connected to feelings, similar to the emotional magic that underaged wizards perform. They fly upwards from laughing and fall back down when sad. This is obviously connected to emotions and is slightly similar to what Harry does to Aunt Marge in the third book. The other piece (laughs) of magic we see them do is clean up their room, which isn't really connected to emotions, but Mary Poppins did it first, so it could be performed through instruction. The timing of when the movie takes place is very helpful to this theory. Jane isn't far from her 11th birthday and would be soon expecting a letter. Obviously, when the letter arrived, Mr. Banks would not send his child to wizarding school. And even if a witch or a wizard showed up to convince him, I doubt it would work. Dumbledore or someone in the ministry would undoubtedly be aware of this, as I don't think Mr. Banks would be the only person opposed to magic in the 1910s. So Mary Poppins, and quite likely an entire department of people, are sent around the country to help subliminally change parents' minds. Mr. Banks starts very obtuse, mean, and ignorant to his children and wife, but after a character arc, he flies kites with them and stands up to his bosses at the bank. It is after this character arc that Mary Poppins leaves. She left because of a change of heart, not a change of the winds. If an acceptance letter were to be delivered to the bank's residence by the end of the movie, it would be much likelier that Mr. Banks would be happy for his child and consent to her studying magic. Another interesting connection to the wizarding world is Mary Poppins's carpet bag behaves similarly to Hermione's bag in Deathly Hallows, and she wears a scarf that is striped with two orangey colors. I propose that this is a faded Gryffindor scarf. I know this is a stretch, and I personally believe that if she did go to Hogwarts, she would definitely be a Slytherin or Ravenclaw. At the, uh, interesting. At the start of the movie, Mr. <laughs> Banks rips up Jane and Michael's letters for a new nanny. But Mary Poppins has the letter completely intact. This could potentially be achieved through a spell like Reparo. Mary Poppins' mirror has a mind of its own and is seen as sentient. We have seen multiple magic mirrors in the wizarding world. There is also Mary Poppins' tape measure, that tests the metal of a person, their personality, their flaws, and strengths. This is similar to many artifacts in Harry Potter, including, and not limited to, the Sorting Hat and Gryffindor's sword. Her castor oil medicine could likely be a potion of some sort. 
Also, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious could potentially have some magical connection as well. I doubt it's a spell, but the wizarding world has lots of fun long words. No, it's definitely a spell. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so sorry for such a long message, but I have to continue because there are very obviously many <laughs> flaws with this theory. I don't know, they're doing pretty well so far. <laughs> Namely, Uncle Albert, Bert, and Mr. Dawes Sr. all do the same floating from laughing. Emotional, uncontrollable magic that Jane and Michael do. I propose that Uncle Albert is a wizard, but one that was never trained. He or his family decided to not go to Hogwarts for some reason, so he has magic, but was just never taught how to use it. I think that Uncle Albert is actually Bert's biological uncle. Bert is clearly named after him, and he also, for whatever family reason, didn't attend Hogwarts. Though, I think he is less happy with this decision, as he clearly tries to do magic when he attempts to jump into the paintings. My sister thought he might be a squib, but squibs can't produce any magic, so he wouldn't be able to perform the emotional laughing magic. Now, the Mr. Dawes Sr. one really annoyed me because I completely forgot this moment happened, and I had formulated this theory, and I thought that this one moment debunked it. Of course, he could also be an untrained wizard. Maybe his father refusing to let him go to Hogwarts was the impetus for starting a program like the one Mary Poppins is likely part of. But I have a more fun idea based on one line. When Mr. Banks was talking to the bankers about Mary Poppins, Dawes Sr. had an interesting reaction. He asks Poppins in a way that first might seem like he was just confused because it was an interesting name. But I think that Poppins is potentially a famous wizarding family. So he was not an untrained muggle-born wizard, but one who grew up in the wizarding world and recognized the name Poppins. The Poppins family being famous wizards helps to solidify just how powerful Mary Poppins is. Because in Harry Potter, many of the most powerful wizards come from long and famous wizarding lines. Now back to Mr. Dawes. He clearly does not have control over his magic, as laughing so hard that he floated is ultimately what killed him. But I believe <laughs> that he once did. Mm -hmm. He was a trained wizard who grew up in the wizarding world and could recognize the name Poppins, but after graduating, he fell in love with a muggle woman and chose to give up his magic. A lot like Minerva McGonagall or Seamus Finnegan's parents. Although luckily for him, his son, Dawes Jr., was non-magical, so he never had to reveal his secret or practice magic, and eventually his training was just forgotten. Although the first option is much more likely and would provide a better connection to Mary Poppins' job now, the second option is also really cool and definitely possible. So, long theory short, Too late. Mary Poppins <laughs> is sent by the Ministry or Hogwarts to convince parents of muggle-born witches and wizards to let their children go to Hogwarts. However, she does it in a subtle way because of the relationship between the two communities at the time. She is sent to the Banks family when Jane is nearing 11, and Bert and Uncle Albert are untrained wizards, and Mr. Dawes Sr. is a wizard who has given up his magic and has distant memories of the magical world, like the name Poppins and the word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Again, I am so, so, so sorry for such a long message, but I think this is a really cool and interesting theory. I know there are a lot of flaws, and this post is likely a grammatical nightmare, but thought I'd share. I think that Mary Poppins would 100% be a Slytherin based on pretty much every aspect of her personality. Her pride, superiority, the way she consorts herself, and her family ties. 
and I really like that we would finally have a good Slytherin. Mary Poppins spends her time trying to get more Muggleborn students to Hogwarts, contrary to many of the famous Slytherins. She still fits the mold of a Slytherin student perfectly, but she uses her skills and talents to diversify the wizarding world instead of the typical pure-blood mania. I think that the story of Harry Potter shouldn't be Harry or Dumbledore against Voldemort, but Mary Poppins versus Voldemort is the best thing ever. I agree. <laughs> the best. <laughs> it would be so... Whew. I know it was so long, but there are so many good things in there. So many good nuggets. Oh, my word. It is so well thought out. They did a really good job. So uh, real quick, Spencer, do you? when was the last time you think you watched the 1964 Mary Poppins? Um, uh, I don't enough recently. Do you remember much? Sure. Okay, so you remember a lot of these things that we're referencing here, as far as like the dog Andrew. Uh, yeah, I do have a question, a very important question though, with regards oh. to the theory of validity. And I don't know if I should just go ahead and get it out of the way. <laughs> Let me go ahead and get it out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, these instances of other people uh, doing so-called magical acts. Is Mary Poppins present when they happen every time? No. Not every time. Mm -mm. Like the one that was the last one that was referenced, Mr. Dawes Sr., she mm -hmm. was not there. Right. Is that the only time? In fact, time? She, she was already gone at that point, right? Did, yes, I believe so. Or she was in the process of leaving. I think she had already left the family, but then we see her mm -hmm. again at the end. Bert looks up in the sky and she's floating off. Um into the clouds yeah they when they go to fly the kites yes yes mm -hmm. but she i think she had technically already left the banks family at that point yes but he's not part of the banks family correct no mr dawes is not he is the senior member of the board mm -hmm. of the bank where mr banks was employed yeah, yeah. how's that for original naming a character named mr banks works at a <laughs> bank hey um we're not here to anyway, pick that apart so my <laughs> My point is... Yeah. Leave was, P.L. Tavers out of this. Yeah. Um, is that... Are there any other instances when anybody performs magical feats without her being present? I don't know if you would call it a magical feat, and I don't remember... It's more in the movie. I don't think it's in the book. Whenever the neighbor, uh, the ship captain, uh, sets off a charge on his cannon, mm -hmm. and it sets everything sideways in the house and they bump like you just have to hit one spot in the house and mm. all the pictures and everything swings back to where hanging correctly i wouldn't know mm -hmm. that you can necessarily call that magic though okay yeah or just um, really awesome skills i know or or just yeah they just really know that house uh -huh. very well i'm trying to think of any other I'm, I'm racking my brain, yeah, but same. I, I can't think of anything else that happens without her there other mm -hmm. than Mr. Dawes Sr., which, um, I mean... Who's witness to that? To Mr. Dawes Sr.? Yeah. The bank board mm -hmm. of directors, including his son, Dawes Jr., and mm -hmm. Mr. Banks. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, I know. I that think, used to kind of scare me. I, I think Mr. Go Banks ahead. has already left um, the boardroom whenever he starts floating. He goes running out of the room. Yeah, okay. Is there that any always chance kind of that uh, Mary is floating above the bank when this is happening? I mean, there's a chance, but it's not on screen. You never okay. see her. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you'd have to 
because of that, I think you're supposed to assume she's nowhere around. Okay. Um, it always made me so sad and scared when you can hear Dodge Jr. yelling, Father! Yeah. No, he Father. says, he says, daddy. He calls, he says, daddy. Oh, it's daddy. daddy. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's so sad because mm-hmm. he's dying. Like, it's really sad. Yeah. Oh, but, but yeah. Um, I think that's it. Why is he dying? Because he's super old. He, he dies laughing. died laughing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So does he, he died fall laughing. when he died? No. He- we don't know about that. All we all we see is after Mr. Banks has walked out of that boardroom meeting, mm-hmm. he's floating in the air and all of those board members are grabbing like his ankles or the hem of his pants trying to pull mm-hmm. him back down. And he's just laughing. His laugh is one of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Old man wheezing. Uh, okay. Like very breathy laughs, okay. wheezy mm-hmm. laughs. Mm-hmm. And he's just rocking back and forth, flying in the air, laughing. And is it that he's repeating Poppins over um, and over again? No, it's or the, supercalifragilistic? No, it's the joke. Um, well, he does say oh, supercalifragilistic, yeah. but it's the joke about the wooden leg. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which is a great I joke. a man with a wooden leg named Smith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, he just keeps laughing, and he so he dies laughing. Uh-huh. Yeah. How do we know well, he dies? But he, because at the very end, the next day when yes, when they're flying kites at the end, the son and some of the rest of the board members of the bank are also there flying kites, and I don't remember if Mister Banks says something to him or not, but basically they have this conversation, and Dawes Junior says that he. His father died laughing, and Mr. Banks is like, I'm so sorry. And he says, no, don't be sorry. Is that? And he's all happy. He's like, it's the happiest moment of his life or happiest I've ever seen him or something like that. So that's how we know. Yeah, and then they rehire him to work back at the bank again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right, that, that, that's, all, uh, that's all for this. Uh, that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that's all for the questions that I have at the moment. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, I... One of the things I really liked was when they talk about the cod liver oil. Um, mm. or, or no, is it castor oil? Because I castor. thought it was cod liver. I figured it was cod liver oil in the movie. Um, I don't remember but in the movie. The theory way. says castor oil, but I don't remember in the movie. It, I just remember it was awesome right. because it was specific to each person. Because she pours it out and it's two different flavors, yes. two different colors. Yes. was the that coolest. so cool. And, and it's what ever they like it's whatever flavor uh-huh. they like mm, mm. rum punch yes and uh that definitely i think that points to a magic potion absolutely in, in book, not one that i know of um but i mean still i, I really love that i'm i love uh the i about the carpet bag mm-hmm. definitely yes basically what Mary Poppins has is like a bag of holding, mm-hmm. like in D and D. She yes. has the precursor to that, and that is the same thing as what Hermione had mm-hmm. in her little purse. Uh, it was a bag of holding, basically, and uh, I love that. That was one of my favorite things about the movie is when yes. she starts pulling everything out of the bag. Yes, oh, it's so Especially good. The lamp, yes, the floor lamp, the lamp, and the <laughs> giant plant. <laughs> oh, yes, the mirror, it's so everything. Good. It's just the best. 
I also mm-hmm. love the mm-hmm. notes about her parrot umbrella. So I, I have... I love that parrot I, umbrella. Oh, I know me too. I, I bought one from Disney. Um and I love Yay. it so much. <laughs> okay, so the OP talks about her, I think they said at the beginning something about her possibly being able to fly because of the umbrella, which I don't know why they didn't reference um, the broomsticks in Harry Potter when they said that, because it could just be a different version of that. I think that would have been a good connection there. But I've loved what they said about, okay, well, she doesn't have her wand so maybe she's just disguised mm. it to look like an umbrella like Hagrid does with the pieces of his wand, which I think didn't he do that purposefully because they were broken. And so he just made it into something that would kind of hold it together. Well, Is that correct? I think it was that. And if I remember correctly, was it him that he wasn't supposed to be yes. using that's, magic? Yes, you, that's yeah, correct. I feel like mm-hmm. he was trying to hide the fact that he had a wand. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he was still using magic yes and i just think it's just so Uh, brilliant to connect it to that and say oh here's her version of um of how she would hide her wand being in the muggle world so they don't see her using it i have a new question Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i have a new question uh this is on the harry potter side of things is it possible to do magic to do spells without uh pointing your wand or waving it Yes, that's something that is referred to in the theory. It talks about like, yeah, uh, that you can do nonverbal spells. Mm-hmm. There are those some who can do those. They have that particular gift, and that that is just one of her gifts is that she's able to perform nonverbal spells. Mm-hmm. Is that touched on it very much at all in the Harry Potter books? It's referenced. Um, it's not touched on very much because, I mean, they're at Hogwarts. And so it's not like it's something they're really trying very hard to teach those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like I remember it being referenced because it was something that Hermione really wanted to achieve. So it's just like you think and therefore it is? It kind of. I'm just trying yeah, to understand the mechanics. It's like, being, it's like performing the spell without having to say the words out loud. Okay. I mean, I could be totally wrong, and somebody will email us and tell me how wrong I am, and <laughs> I welcome it. I think you're right. But they I wish won't. They, would. they aren't nice. brave enough. It would be nice to get some listener emails every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> fantheoryqueries uh, at gmail.com or contact at fantheoryqueries.com. Mm-hmm. Or uh, if you want to directly yell at Laura, you can do laura at fantheoryqueries.com. <laughs> yep. Thank you for that. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I really love how they're also able to connect about Jane and that yes. she's almost – reaching the age to get the letter and just the idea of the job can we talk about that of this this br- branch of if it's hogwarts or the ministry of magic that they send someone into the muggle world mm-hmm. to help convince muggle families to let their new magical child come to the school yes that's fascinating i because it's true i don't want that job we don't know anything about how hermione learned any of the stuff she did before how did she even get to the train exactly don't know i've always wondered that and this is such a cool way to explain that what if mary poppins was also hermione's nanny to convince her parents um (laughs) that would literally i would love that i yes that is just the coolest (laughs) thing to think about that would be amazing Mm -hmm. i love that so it's good if 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 that's the purpose 
of Mary Poppins, do we just not see that that result of oh well we had this magical lady now I'm okay with magic and so my kids can go to Hogwarts? We not see that happen in the movie. We're just kind of implying that that happens after the events of the movie. I know he's I like I know I know so, Mr. Banks it's... is nicer and he likes to fly kites and that kind of thing, <laughs> but um, I don't. From what I recall, we don't get any indication that. He's like, oh, magic is all around me, and I love it. So, well, I so we go ahead. So we know that it, Mary Poppins, the story is all about unite, like rebuilding the bond between Mr. Banks and his kids. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's that's what this is all about. That's mm -hmm. and because I mean, like we watched. You know, saving Mr. Banks. That's mm -hmm. what this was about, was repairing <laughs> and rebuilding the relationship between father and children. I could see this as being, in addition to repairing that, it would be kind of a know that you should love your kids well, mm -hmm. know that they love you. And also a good way to love them is to let them go to school and learn to be wizards and witches. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, support their <laughs> dreams and support their... Um, you know, skills and abilities help them foster these skills. I also could see it as a, if it's a bridge between the muggle world and the wizarding world. I mean, what if he, even if he, I, I don't know, just run with me here. Okay. What if there were signs of them possibly being just different, you know, special kids and that mm -hmm. frustrated him? And that kind of started this tension along with him caring too much about his workplace, which was awful. And then now she is helping restore that relationship by also restoring this relationship between the muggle world and the wizarding world. Very true. Um, it's beautiful what if the whole like wanting so badly for them to put their money in the bank what if that's a metaphor of like wanting them to suppress mm, their magic and yeah this is so deep and uh, i love it who is older <laughs> jane or michael jane jane jane's the older one mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. okay. yep it's just so good i just keep going back to the scene of them cleaning the room and doing the snaps and just oh. I just love it so much. You know, they don't even talk about like all the chimney sweeps. Yes. Mary Poppins is there the entire time for the chimney sweeps. Like you can't stick your your chimney sweeping broom up a chimney and it suck you up to the, to yes. the roof. Like, that doesn't that doesn't happen, but that's are what those, happens in those, the movie. Are those brooms then? Yeah. They are like well, to, I mean they're chimney sweeping brooms. Room. No, like it, Nimbus like, three thousand, or like, like a, a Nimbus, Nimbus, Nimbus two, at that. <laughs> at that time. Man, maybe, maybe oh so. My gosh, I just, just got so much better. I know. I just love how, I mean, just thinking about all the different modes of transportation they have, um, in the Wizarding World, mm -hmm. and then seeing all Ooh, the yeah. different modes of transportation they use in Mary Poppins, jumping through the sidewalk, chalk painting, blue powder. Oh, wow. it's so good, you guys. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> All sorts of stuff there to unpack. Okay. Okay. I think we've we've done enough 
waffling on this. <laughs> can I can I ask one more question? You got it. Um, this is mainly for for Laura, but Spencer, you're welcome to um, jump in on this mm, and thanks. tell me what you think. <laughs> um, okay, what are your thoughts on which house she would be? I 100% agree that she would be a Slytherin, but I would base that purely on the books as That's opposed what I was gonna to say. the movie. Mm-hmm. Because I remember reading the books and being like, oh my gosh, Mary Poppins is a jerk. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And I was like, this wasn't how Julie Andrews played her. So um, are, book, are all book Poppins would be a Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Movie Poppins would be a Ravenclaw. Mm. Are all okay. Slytherins evil? Mm. Uh, like, do they actively support evil things and acts? I don't know that I would say they're all just absolutely evil, but I think they're all um, self-serving, which okay. could cause them to make evil decisions. But I mean, I mean you could also you could also argue. I think Gryffindors are pretty prideful too, and can be jerks too. So, mm. but I'm a Hufflepuff, so mm. who cares what I think? <laughs> I am too. Oh um, yes. So according to Dictionary.com, like this is how Slytherin is defined in dic- on Dictionary.com. The traits that get you placed into Slytherin are ambition, resourcefulness, determination, and cleverness. Mm. An association with villainous characters and elitism has given Slytherin the reputation of being an evil house. Hogwarts houses, however, no longer signify just a fictional construct in a beloved series. So, Mm. um, and they also like somebody broke out like the Myers-Briggs categories that would fit into a Slytherin. Wow. What what would in it, what, like a 10 or something? Uh, <laughs> I don't know Let's anything see. about that. Not even on the scale. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you, Laura. I think books Mary Poppins would be Slytherin because she is so much harsher <laughs> in the books. I think. Oh my gosh! Well, in vain. Yeah, she's very vain in the books. Yes, even more so than just in the movie where she is looking at herself in the mirror and the mirror comes to life and i think that's that's the one moment of vanity maybe we see i would almost say i feel like the measuring tape that um tells her that she's practically perfect in every way i don't maybe i'm wrong but i would almost make that a gryffindor trait but sometimes Hmm. i'm a little biased against gryffindors (laughs) oh yeah 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 i get it i totally get that um (laughs) So Enneagrams, type six, the loyalist is usually Slytherin. <laughs> no. They tend to come across as, yeah, they tend to come across as very responsible because their anxious mind has already played out everything that could go wrong and has planned for it. Loyalists fit well into Slytherin because they are focused on using their cunning and skill to be prepared. Well, that just makes me question everything about Uh-oh. myself because I'm an Enneagram 6. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, I got to go think about this for a while. <laughs> okay, well then, just so you can collect your thoughts, why don't we take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay.
Okay, we are back from the break, but you know what? I seem to be forgetting what all of our criteria and rating scale are for the theories. Does anybody know who could help me out with that? Uh, Michael looks bored. I'm sure he'd be happy to do it. Okay. The highest rating that we have is genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. All right, thanks for that, Michael. Uh, so, who's going to start this off? I mean, I'm, I'm down to start this off. Go I'm, for it. I'm always down to start this off. <laughs> okay, uh, this, this gets a genius for me. This makes mm -hmm. the canon so rich. This makes, this is going to make my viewing experiences of both IPs so much richer. Like, it's just beautiful. I love it. Um, great connections there. Very uh, thoughtful and inventive, very well thoughtfully written. And I know it was long and I know you skipped some bits in there, Blythe, but there were still all, all these things we needed to hear to help support the theory and they mm -hmm. were so good. I loved it. This is a genius for me. Cool, Spencer? can I go next? Yes, go for it. Yes, I'll let you go next. Uh, I think this is unlikely. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so here, and here's why. I think the idea that Mary Poppins is a witch and maybe went to Hogwarts is plausible. I do. I think that, that that's cool. I love the connections. Like I can't argue with some of them, especially because I'm not an expert, but I don't think that she's going around trying to convince parents to let their kids go to Hogwarts. Uh, specifically uh, the points that anytime the kids perform some magical feat or whatever, she's in the room. The only person that we couldn't, that we could definitively say um, uh, does something magical without Mary in the room is an old man um, who is dying, who is actually probably just having like his soul is going off to heaven and people are trying to stop him from dying. Like I think that's what's actually being happening. That doesn't explain how he's levitating in the air. <laughs> Maybe that he's not actually levitating in the air. Like maybe but we do see him though. Yeah, we watch him. Okay, mm -hmm. but the point is that has nothing to do with the whole purpose behind that. This person, this this theorist, is setting up of Mary's going around. Like her purpose is to get parents that supposedly are non wizards and magical beings to let their magical kids go to Hogwarts. There's there's not like there's no evidence, and this person. Um, a couple of times says, I don't have much evidence to back it up. I don't have evidence or blah, blah, blah. Like, again, I, I give them credit. I think it's very possible. It's much more likely that Harry Pop that Mary Poppins is a witch that went to Hogwarts than she's the same species of Pennywise the clown. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, which is another theory that we, that we covered. But just anything else that they point to making the connection that she serves to... Her purpose is to bring kids to Hogwarts. Like the like, let's just think of the aftermath here. If this is the case, she'd have some. I feel like she'd have some kind of legacy, some kind of, you know, reputation at the future of Hogwarts. Like, why isn't she still being talked about? You know, why don't we hear about Jane and Michael? I mean, maybe they weren't that important at Hogwarts. But if this is her purpose, and 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 she's good at it, let's say she's great at it. 
I don't know. Maybe she's just doing it because she had a bad childhood. I don't think that that is what I don't think she's working to get kids because I'm not convinced that Michael and Jane are magical. I'm not convinced that anybody in that family line has any kind of magical abilities. I love the idea that she is a wizard or a witch that went to Hogwarts, but I just can't give it anything other than unlikely that she's working to bring kids to helping kids get into Hogwarts. Oh boy. Wow. Well, moving on from that depressing <laughs> note, um, <laughs> I am going to rate this, of course, genius. I absolutely Woo-woo. love this theory. It is probably my favorite theory that um, I have gotten to discuss with you guys um, as a guest on this podcast. One of my favorite theories I have ever read, and I've read a lot of fan theories. I think that the OP is actually wrong. They keep saying, I don't have a lot of evidence for this, but I feel like they provide tons of evidence. I mean, I had to read like four pages worth of a theory. So I think they provide tons of evidence. And I also, you know, as I was reading the theory, thought of other things myself that I could include just in my own mind um, as I'm remembering things from Mm. both movies and, and the books as well. And I agree, Laura. Like it makes me want to go back and and watch both, read the books again, and like literally with a highlighter in hand, being like, "Oh, this is proof for this, and this could connect this." Like it just makes me excited about both stories, and I think that is yeah. um, the kind of quality you're looking for when you're looking for a theory to to consider genius. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it, and I think they did a wonderful job providing evidence, at least for for me to th- and for Laura to think yeah. it's genius. Um, and Spencer, you're dead yeah. to me. Mm. <laughs> That's fine. I'm just playing the role of the logical thinker over here, mm, not yeah. not uh, clouded by my passion for intellectual properties. It's fine. Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, Since I provided a logical um, analysis of this theory uh, rather than one from the heart, uh, that means this episode is almost over. But before we bring it to a close, um, I would like to, uh, I guess, uh, redeem myself in your eyes. Maybe Mm. I can get back on on your side of – or on your good side, Blythe. Um, Good luck. So um, (laughs) I I like to to, – inform listeners and the hosts of this show about all kinds or all ranges of movies. Lots of times I, I do bring up lots of Marvel movies and, and, and sometimes it's Disney. Um, and it's like in this case, uh, a very popular animated Disney movie. Um, this is about Frozen. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes, especially when it comes to songs and musicals, sometimes we just like sing the words or like, they go by so fast, we don't even always think about what's being said or what's being sung. And so sometimes you need someone help, some help of people like to bring up the subtext of, of the lyrics. And and so that's what this person has done. Uh, Detective Crashmore PD pointed out that in Frozen, Anna sings, there'll be actual real life people while surrounded by servants, showing that like all royalty, she doesn't consider commoners human. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It needed to be said. That oh. is so true. I always hated the line when she says, who knew we had 
whatever salad plates. And I was like, I bet the people who've been having to clean them knew. I bet they mm. knew exactly mm -hmm. how many plates there were. Yeah. Ma'am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so true. <laughs> All right, Spencer. I guess I guess uh, you've redeemed yourself. I forgive you. Thank you. I'm That's really good, good at that. Bring in some truth. Mm -hmm. All right. That's been a great note to end this on. This has been Fan Theory Queries. I'm Laura. I'm Blythe. And I'm Spencer. In our next episode, we ponder if the members of the band Smash Mouth might be more than what they seem. Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss out on that and other fascinating fan theories. Mm -hmm.